I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Hey, Mr. Binks, you know how much you love doing doga. Yes, we do doga with Marnie, who invented doga. Well, we're jumping on Zoom now to catch up with Marnie over in Switzerland about this, but also about a very worrying new global trend called puppy yoga. Marnie, what a pleasure to have you on A Dog's Life. Oh, Anna, it's the first time and finally, finally, finally we're meeting. I know, finally, because it's been a weird few years, right? I know, it's been an incredible few years. And can you believe it? I'm speaking from my home in Switzerland now. You know, everything's changed. And you can you might hear the, the cow book and, you know, the, the, the bells outside of the Catholic Church. It's quite loud. So, um yeah, a lot has happened. And I, I saw you about a month ago in London. Yes, at the Marylebone Dog Show, where you indeed were hosting some doga sessions. Exactly. And you uh, um, hosted uh, the whole show. So it's fantastic that we saw each other just before I left. I know, and I I would have loved to have done the doga class. I mean, as you know, I'm a massive fan of doga and have done doga with you, with Mr. Binks, um, several times, actually. But me and Joe, we had to dash, with Joe Good, um, we had to dash off off to the BBC, obviously pretty sharpish, to um, go on air. So couldn't join in in the Marylebone event. But Marnie, you know, as part of championing doga Mm -hmm. as a modality, really, you rang me what must have been seven years ago in tears going, Anna, Anna, who can we get to help with this? There's something really murky going on. So mm-hmm. People are using puppies that mm-hmm. don't belong to individuals mm-hmm. to sell the idea of doga. And and for yeah. you, it was it, it was dreadful because, you know, it was kind of like, you know, a minority group impacting negatively, really, with the wrong messages onto what you were doing with all the right messages. Exactly. It was very, very upsetting. I mean, first of all, I had absolutely no idea that it uh, started. It, It was people telling me, oh, you know, we saw you in the papers. And I was like, really? Yeah, you know, the puppy yoga thing. Wow. I'm like, what's that? And then again, someone else referred to puppy yoga and thought it was doga. And and then I started um, Googling puppy yoga and I saw that they already had huge exposure on TV. There's someone running this. And I thought, oh, my God, what is happening? I can't control this. And I from the moment get go, when I heard the word puppy, you know, you know that Robbie's I got him as a puppy, but he's from a puppy farm and he didn't belong to me. And I always um, would show up at events like uh, Pup Aid because the idea of puppies and promoting puppies, it just doesn't feel very yogic. I don't know. The puppy and the yoga just didn't. I mean, I could see the benefit in making money because, hey, 
you know, what's better? You, do you want, you want to rescue dog with, with yoga or you want to have a puppy with yoga? I mean, these are the two best sellers, especially after the pandemic. Yeah. It, it's just, you know, and I just saw so many problems. And I think, did I tell you that I had already contacted the lady who had started it, uh, who set up the company? Did, uh, I, I think I emailed her and she came back and said, I don't know what to do is this why would this be any concern of yours and i said well it is uh, it is a huge concern i think i will be misunderstood that i'm providing puppies and secondly it's not the idea of doga and and thirdly and then she said oh but there's starbucks and then there's costas and i thought oh thanks oh now we're a brand i mean I never was a starbucks nor a costas i'm still in development i don't even know what my brand is i i just know that i'm all for the dogs and all about animal welfare and and the safety and the security of the human and the dog in my class. Yeah, but it begged questions, didn't it, Marnie, at the start? Whose puppies were they? How were the puppies being kept? Were were the same puppies being churned out for on classes, you know, through the day? And, you know, people were buying into these doga classes because they were gonna hang out with a cute puppy and do a bit of stretching. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And and I started Googling and Googling and I'm I mean I'm you know, I'm behind the research um, of this ITV exposure. So if it wasn't for me and my research, the story wouldn't come out. But that's another story. So anyway, I researched and then I started looking at the website and I saw this lady, very young <laughs> compared to me, um, uh, holding up, uh, what is it? Puppies and, and then bunnies. They're all babies. And it was called Pets Yoga London or some pets LTD and I I, I had to, I had to figure out I said, where is she hosting this so I checked the venue there's no venue and and it, it just became almost an obsession because I really was looking on Instagram for pictures and there were loads of pictures already with bunnies and hopping rabbits and doggies and yeah it, it was scary it was scary really scary the whole thing and so obviously this has culminated this week on ITV News. And as you said, you know, you've really been, you know, the main undercover person in a way. But, um, you know, the expose aired on, I think it was Monday evening this week, yes. you know, it was shocking. And now, of course, you know, all the main animal welfare organisations from the RSPCA and more are hopefully going to clamp down on this as breaching the Animal Welfare Act. Absolutely. But you know what the worst thing is? They've expanded so rapidly. It's mushroomed into a uh, international business. Mm. And it's in it's 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 even here. It's in Paris. It's in Germany. It's in Austria. It's in Bucharest. It's everywhere. And I wonder how how could they expand so fast? I mean, well, Dilga never expanded. <laughs> I'm still on it. <laughs> I'm still on it, figuring it out. You know, how will Dilga work in a studio? That's my goal. You know, how will it work for health and safety issues? You know, with mixing with big dogs and rescue dogs and people that maybe have anxiety. You know, lots of things to think about when it's a business. But this this business was already on top of its game, I think, and it probably started in Canada. And it must have been already the, the, the module was there. It worked in one country. And so they were ready to go to the UK and then it got, it exploded. 
Because I feel it's there's quite a dark undertone to all of yes. this, actually, Marnie. I, I see this as being like a shop window for yes. puppy farm puppies, you know, because at the end of the day, no reputable dog breeder that cares greatly for the puppies that they have, you know, created with careful planning and all the rest of it would allow their puppies to be, you know, putting it bluntly, kind of manhandled by people that, really should just be doing a yoga class mm. and i can tell you more from research because remember we did the international doga day at the curtain hotel yes how could i forget yeah. that that was and, wonderful and it was quite a, a hassle you know with the cleaning and everything like that because as you know robbie peace <laughs> and and other jobs too and so so i saw their program and i checked their weekly program and suddenly there was puppy yoga and I just started investigating, saying, oh, how come you allow so many puppies? And they go, oh, no, they've got a cleaning team. They're coming in cages and there's a cleaning team, like a professional cleaning team. That's a lot of money. Right. And then they're coming in cages. And I said, how many classes is there? And uh, is there like on Saturday? And it's like seven classes back to back at one hour. Um and uh, what's even interesting is um, always promoting the breed. Um, right. Yeah, always promoting the breed. And again, I Googled it. I wanted to see the Curtain Hotel, Papa Yoga. It wasn't promoted on the website. The venue is never promoted on the website. And of course, I looked into that much further and started asking, why isn't there a, a, a clear, you know, uh, address? And they, they said, oh, no, you know, we have to protect the puppies. We only give out the venue information uh, 24 hours before the class starts. So strange, isn't it? So, you know, these puppies, I mean, obviously, I watched the ITV clip, but mm -hmm. what ages are they? Because the point is, with puppies, they grow really fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, from a business model of puppy yoga, and the puppies that they might have one week, um, after, you know, three yes. weeks, they won't be as cute, they will be bigger, that is a given. <laughs> so, where are these puppies coming from is 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 one of my major concerns the, the other concern of course from a welfare perspective is that puppies need the right socialization yes i guess you could argue that they're getting exposure to humans to other mm. puppies in a fairly controlled environment but it's not the socialization that puppies at that at say 8 weeks are really looking to need to have to be able to navigate um, the big wide world. They're not being taken on a bus, for example, to learn about that or meet mm -hmm. people in a controlled, nice way where people are being respectful to the puppies. They're not learning any training cues, particularly from yeah. what I saw on the television um, or anything at all. And in fact, they would it was heartbreaking one part of the clip actually where oh, four sexy. puppies yeah were huddled in a corner like oh, obviously God. seriously exhausted seriously confused seriously giving all the signals of get me out of here I'm a cockapoo puppy and yeah it was tragic but then what happens to those puppies are they then sold on the internet or are they sold to the people in the in the in the class or what I researched that too. <laughs> I've researched every uh, aspect. So first of all, they're saying the puppies are 12 weeks old. So they're already ready to go out in the in the big world. Uh, the second thing is they claim that the mother is there. So the puppy can always return to the mother. Um, the mother, puppy mom. Um, 
And I checked that and I asked people who joined and I said, was there was mum there? And they said, no, they didn't say anything. And I said, uh, how old do you think they are? And that's where they said actually 12 weeks. But I was shocked when I saw the footage of this tiny little one, tiny little thing. And um, and then I asked the people who attended, I said, uh, were you ever being sold? You know, did you ever get a, a, a sort of a deal on the puppy? And they said, no. So that's very, very interesting whether, where do the breeders go afterwards? What do they get out of it? I mean, they must be paying a lot of money to, for the breeders to bring the puppies in. And that is money. So how do you get the money? <laughs> yeah, it has I see what you're to saying. be sales. It has to be somehow a sales a transaction. Maybe not in the yoga studio, but behind closed doors. Or maybe a follow-up email of all the puppies saying, hey, this is... Bertie, this is Gerda, this is uh, Joanna, and you know, which one did you like the most? I, I don't know. I don't know. Something, something is making money. Yeah, I mean, there's got to, um, where do these puppies come from? This this is the point. Does breeders, each, breeders, yes. Well, it, it, exactly. So, well they're, well, they're not reputable breeders, so you, you can only assume it is the underworld of dog breeders. Mm -hmm. You know, probably these are shipped over from Ireland would probably be the easiest way to get into the UK. Yes. From, you know, the 200 million euro business a year that is the corrupt puppy farming industry in Ireland, you know, which wow. is still, no, no, absolutely still the known as the puppy farm capital of Europe, if not the world, to be honest, where, yeah, there's uh, a lot of darkness going on, should we just say, and local authorities licensing these hideous premises that you don't need to be a dog lover to go to these premises and see them to know that they're not right. But they're being granted licenses nonetheless. And, you know, it's been revealed there is a bit of a government tie-in of late. And I'm actually working with an organization called Dog Advocacy Ireland, which is going to be an all-party lobbying group. It's quite new, actually, but it's gaining momentum to really go in and tackle this because, you know, in Ireland, there are there is the Animal Welfare Act like there is here. And of course, these puppy farms break every aspect of it. Yet these establishments are still being granted a license despite clearly breaking the law, basically. So it's 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 all extremely dark. And that's What's even more worrying about this puppy yoga, because it's almost like putting a yogic face with yoga is calm. Yoga is good. Yoga is 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 wellness. Putting yeah, and yoga that... is it's based on the eight virtues, which is non-harm, non-stealing, non-violence, truthfulness. It's it's totally against everything that yoga is about. And exactly. Yoga, and yoga. Exactly. Don't that my book always explained the transition from yoga into doga and the footprint is the eight uh, virtues of Patanjali, the, the, the founder of doga, uh, yoga. Uh, and I translated that into the practice of doga. Which is mindfulness and connection as well. Yes. And, and also not hurting the dog, not lifting the dog, especially a puppy. It's, it's not developed yet. You can't touch a puppy. You shouldn't be lifting a puppy and swinging it around. And certainly not into yoga poses because their limbs, their tendons and ligaments are still developing. I was told by a vet, don't, not under eight, uh, six weeks, uh, six months, not under six months, maybe even eight months. 
No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, one of the big mistakes people do is over-exercise their puppy. You know, even mm. really good, well-meaning pet parents tend to over-exercise their puppies, which will come back to bite to bite you, you know, because there's tiny micro-lesions going on with muscles. I mean, doing yoga, you get well aware of your body and, mm. and muscle strains and, and the connection of yes. your knee to your hip to your shoulder you know and the same is true for dogs so yeah no I mean I'm so pleased this has been exposed because we we had several chats and it went around in circles and I do remember putting you in touch with people but it it seemed like these people were escaping yes consequence and I have to tell you something too with the investigation I mean it's been years um when we finally got some solid um feedback, uh, how do you say, uh, people that could have made a statement that were eyewitnesses, like, for example, one of the studios, the acting studios, I'm not going to go into details because of the person, uh, actually witnessed um, those breeders manhandling the puppies and really pushing them into cages. She had the evidence, her eye evidence, eyewitness, and and, and she also did the transaction with them. Well, I said to this wonderful, what's his name again? Oh, it was just gone. Lederer, uh, Sam Lederer, who who investigated this, who's gone undercover, he did did all the work with me. Um, I said, what? I've got somebody, I've got somebody. I've got an email here. I've got the woman in, contact her. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't respond. They wouldn't respond. And it happened three times before too scared to give witness. Now I'm wondering whether these people even had to sign something like a waiver or something. It's bizarre. It's dark. It's controlled. And everything, every puppy yoga class I contacted worldwide gives you the same script, the same script. It's the same words. It's the same replies. It's it's big. This is yeah. big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, and it's also clever, isn't it? You know, and that's that's the thing. Criminal activity, which this basically is, because you know, where where you know, if people bought these puppies, I mean, have they bred them in the first place? Um, you know, all of this, no one knows yet. But uh, hopefully, the the can of these worms has now been opened. But I yes. I do think some very large hairy ones are going to start appearing. Yeah, that's what Sam said. He says, I've opened the can of worms and I'm going to just let the worms come out. He's going on holiday. He's 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 tired. He's, he's away for a week. And I said, just rest because there's going to be more. It's going to it's going to explode because it's in a way the biggest tragedy we've had since. Well, I've got just maybe I mean, I'm not too much into diesel with Marshall and millions, but that's a difference. So that's kind of difficult to discuss because it's got very fast but it is after covid it's probably the saddest story i don't know i mean ukraine war of course but it's a british thing we allowed it as brits to to go on and on and on and now this and it's gonna get worse how you know we we feel awful everybody's gonna feel awful about it you went to a class or all the celebrities that are now going oh i had no idea but i have to tell you something that's me i mean the production companies should have done the research a little bit more. I mean, everybody should have done their research. And I wonder whether it all, maybe they got money out of them. I don't know. So there's too many question marks. There's mm. too many things not adding up because we know that the UK is animal wealth big time. And you know, I've worked with dog trusts and, and, and humane society and Wendy Higgins and, you know, Nikki Tibbles and all dogs matter. Never, not once would they 
allow me to do a yoga class with one of their rescue dogs that are still being rescued, that are still waiting for adoption. Maybe post-adoption, when the owner's there and they make the decision to come to yoga to raise money for the charity, that's different. But I never touch the dogs. And it's interesting because Puppy Yoga said that they're working with rescue dogs. <laughs> and I thought, well, if I can't even get there, how did they get there? Well, those aren't rescue dogs. I mean, you know, rescue dogs tend to be 18 months old or over because mm. generally people have, have lost the plot over their dog at around 18 months because mm. they've gone through the puppy phase, they've gone through the teenage phase and they're now young adults and going into a new phase of their life. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people at that point can't cope so that is sort of the, the the common age for dogs to be handed in for for yes. adoption but the, but these puppies are tiny so the, you know these puppies have been bred on purpose by somebody and whether this puppy yoga is acting like some shop window or it's simply a way to earn money for the alleged yoga I mean are the yoga teachers proper yoga teachers money in in these classes or or, or what I, I believe that, um, first of all, they all looked very young. You could never see their faces. You always saw their legs. You never saw the handlers. If you look at the Instagram videos, there's, there's yes, there's the, the clients with the, with the puppy or the celebrity with the puppy, but where are the people? Where are the people behind it? Uh, sometimes I would Google and I found another puppy yoga puppy and they claim to be yoga teachers that give other classes, but they didn't really look. Sorry to say, but like an Ashtanga yoga teacher or no, an Iyengar yoga teacher. That's they right. Like no. They had a teacher's training that they bought in the back end of their Bali trip. Sorry. Sorry about people who are doing the teacher's training in one month, but I just don't believe you do teacher's training in one month. No, of course not. And we, we should say at this point that, Marnie, you are a brilliant yoga teacher for oh, humans. And really, it was your massive passion, particularly for Ashtanga yoga, um, yes. that led you you know, to develop the concept of doga. And why not? Because really the dogs aren't doing yoga really in doga, are they? They're, they're really chilling with their their people who are also chilled and in a state of calm, not mm. on their smartphones, you know, not, you know, doing that or not being hectic, but mm. at peace and being mindful, which kind of does represent, I think, what dogs do for us which is be amongst other things an antidote to technology because you cannot be on your smartphone when you're doing yoga because you will injure yourself um and fall over can you imagine being in a headstand Marnie and thinking exactly. oh crumbs I must just post an Instagram post well I'm, I'm sure people have tried to do it you'd be surprised what I've had in my classes so oh gosh please don't say that I mean sure yeah but now it's all going to change because I'm really working on my yoga studio with the concept the franchise I mean I'm going to set up the whole thing correctly um with the right it's so important now eat more than ever it's now it's this great opportunity to launch doga and to uh, set the record straight what doga truly is and it's not a fad it's not a thing it's actually a therapy because the dogs help us with serotonin and oxytocin so you do the yoga class your dog roams around freely act, you know socializes or a rescue will sit where they want to sit or hide behind somebody we just let the dogs be right we do the breathing and everything you know my classes so yeah no absolutely but this is this is great you see and this is really beneficial you know it's exactly. it, it is about mindfulness it is a therapy and I think you know it's a way for 
humans to understand how yoga can help you navigate this crazy modern world. And the dogs already know how to do that. You know, dogs, it's us that kind of are the need the help really but you know because I remember when Mr Binks we did the international do you remember Mr Binks we were all in a lovely a lovely huge circle all our mats there making a great big like kind of circular star shape and Mr Binks he's so funny he decided to go off and just say hello to absolutely everybody I think everyone was in downward dog and he's pottering around and just saying hello to everyone it was just it was just so lovely so innocent and so simple and that's so simple it's so simple but also very important why would it be called dog yoga I never ever 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 said that doga is actually dog yoga because it gets so misconstrued that the dogs are doing the yoga It is actually us humans doing our yoga practice and our dogs absorb the work that we do. Why? Because they don't have a sense of self. They don't have an eye. They don't have an ego. They always look at you, the owner, right? So if you do the hard work, they can absorb your calm and therefore they become calm or they sniff your calm. Do you see what I mean? Absolutely. And then they become your blanket, they can become your bolster, Uh, we can do massage. And that's when the the beauty starts, the interaction where we don't think anymore, we just feel the dog. We just feel and our breathing's calm and our heart rate's calm and the dog's calm. And that's just the ice cake. And I'm developing a new t-shirt saying, why yoga when you can doga? Right? Yes. Yes. Why yoga when you can doga? Why yoga when you can doga? I mean, you know, I asked the question exactly. And it's great. It's brilliant. And it's what I love about it as well. It's owners and their dogs, pet parents, guardians, however you want to, you know, explain who you are, spending quality time one-to-one with their dog. You know, that is becoming a rarity, which is one of my massive pet hates at the moment, that everybody palms their dogs out like you know you might do with a toddler I mean a toddler has to go to nursery school you know a toddler has to be supervised when you're not in the home Um, they might set the house on fire or whatever it might be you know but but dogs you know are way more self-contained they don't need to go to doggy daycare if you don't walk your own dog at least most of the time really I'd say think about a cat instead you know because dogs love (laughs) to be with Exactly. Dogs love to be with their pack. They're human. That's not changed. And we can't, we might be changing as a species, which is so depressing, but dogs aren't, you know, dogs don't use social media and they actually don't care actually uh, how big your following is. It means nothing to a dog. And that's the beauty of dogs. You know, actually yesterday on Radio 4, I must listen again, but the thought for the day yesterday, I couldn't believe it. I tuned in a bit late in it. That's why I must listen again, but it's all about the dog, all about the dog enriching our lives. It was thought for the day on Radio 4. Absolutely brilliant. So that's one to um, dig out on BBC Sounds, Marnie. But, very, you know, and in a way, Doga embodies all of that. Yes, it does. At the end, we always chant. Um, it sounds crazy, but we do the Vedic chantings, the Om and the Om Shanti Shanti, or we do a couple of Sad Nams, just sound vibrations because it just lets us fine tune in with our dog's vibration and the dog can sort of hear our calm voice. And then in the end, I always go, let's give thanks to our dog. And that's when the room just goes silent and there's tears. People will well up. 
because they have that very precious moment to just say, sorry, I'm actually going to cry myself because oh, Robbie's no, really helped me I know, yeah. last year um, to thank your dog for being there. I know, I mean, life. Robbie, let's talk about Robbie. You know, he's he's been an amazing turning point, really, in your life, right? Yes, yes, indeed. And um, we've gone through a horrendous separation, which I have to now put the pieces together again. So um, he's 11 now, and uh, I never thought in a million years that would happen, that we would be separated for eight months, properly separated. Um, and I would see him at weekends, but we were we, we lost our home, basically, in, in, in England due to uh, my illness. And um, it's just... I've got a new flat. I'm restarting with Robbie. We're starting our second life together, and he's eleven. You know, when that's that's good, Marnie. That's so. Yes. How does how does um, Robbie like Switzerland? <laughs> Robbie, how do you like Switzerland? <laughs> uh, so first of all, he's from Slovakia. So I think he likes nature. He just, you know, what's so beautiful about Robbie? He loves being with me. Yesterday we went swimming in the lake. Well, he hates swimming. He doesn't swim anymore. He doesn't want to swim. He used to swim with me, but now he's like, no. So I put him out there a little bit. So he swims back for his joints. And then he barks me out of the water, you know, like a sort of strict husband. Daddy, daddy, the one, you know, and all this. But do you know what he does? He does exactly the same twirly whirlies. So when I come out of the water, I get my, uh, fr- you know, the, how do you say, uh, the drying the towel to dry it. And that's when he goes nuts. You know that when dogs, you start rubbing, rub it up, you know, you rub it, yeah. you know, get the water out. Then he starts doing his Fido Gonzalez twirly and funny sounds and twirls and then twirls around everybody. Then it just keeps going. So we walk home and he's just dancing with me he is so happy he's so he's so in tune and 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 he's got a lovely um lady who's looking after him twice a week called annie and she's 80 and oh my god he wouldn't care about me uh, you know because she gives him a little bit of meat so so he goes to annie now and it's a regular thing and he's happy when he sees annie so we've got a, a routine and now we just have to train with the separation again you know leaving the flat and not barking so that's going to restart slowly as we get the routine back and he's just everything he's ever he deserves everything Absolutely, of course, unquestionably. You know, you've been on a I can't believe he's 11, actually, because I remember when, when you got Robbie, you kind of saved him in a way, didn't you? He'd been bought on a whim and then the people didn't want him anymore and you were there. Yes, and I started Doga way before I got Robbie. Oh, he's coming now. He knows that and I'm mentioning him. He's such a diva. <laughs> he's a monkey. No, his name is you mentioned. Um, and I then, know. Then, you know, I, I, I thought, well, actually, I do need a dog at some point if I'm teaching Doga. Um, there he was. I met him in Hyde Park with with some very wealthy um, Middle Eastern family. And they had, I just bought him from a, sorry, again, I think a puppy farming type sort of pound store in East Ham and he they were staying in the Sheraton and they even showed me the receipt how much he cost and they showed me his passport because they were gonna they were gonna travel with Robbie. I mean he wasn't called Robbie then, he didn't even have a name at that time. Uh to Bahrain. Bahrain, can you imagine Anna? Bahrain. 
Well, it's not the most dog-friendly part of the world, you know, due to cultural traditions and and the like. You know, that's the only issue there. And it's obviously a very, you know, harsh um, part of the world for a dog to live in because it's very hot. And dogs, you know, don't do heat awfully well all the time. So I think Switzerland and London, much better. (laughs) Much better. And the good thing is here we have really nice fresh air, meaning we don't have pollution. So when it gets hot, it may be humid, but it's not polluted. So you can still breathe. And then there's a billion lakes to jump in. Uh, or streams uh, it's everywhere it's just nature and so Robbie um, even though we're in the city there's still nature it's very small uh, and, and then I can just put Robbie in the water or he walks himself into the water and that just cools off his paws yeah I don't even have to worry like when we would go to Brighton Beach Bournemouth Beach I would be worried that he'd be you know shriveled up at the end because the sun is fierce on, on an island and you have to really think of your cool box and all sorts of things you know but uh, here we have a lot of water mm, it's brilliant no it's, it's absolutely lovely you know to be mm. near to dogs love nature and it, you know dogs teach us so much Marnie I mean what do you think is if you have two things to mention what are the two things do you think that Robbie has taught you no <sighs> oh, um Loyalty, friendship, loyalty and friendship. Yes, yes. I mean, understanding friendship from being with you all the way through doesn't mean they have to take on your crap, but this this consistent uh, loyal and the forgiveness and um, and also the positive, they're positive. They're just positive species. <laughs> We're so negative. They don't think, so they're always up. Of course, Anna, in the moment. They're in the moment. Which so is what yogis. yoga, yeah, exactly. Dogies, exactly. In the moment. Yes, exactly. Well, dogs don't understand worry. Dogs don't understand stress. You know, they're they're such a beacon for us to improve ourselves, you know. and But the only way you'll ever do it is like what you've done, Marnie, is spend time with your dog. Otherwise, there's no point having a dog, (laughs) really, either for the dog's point of view or your own, because you'll never get to know your dog or or benefit from the joy of just simply taking your dog for a walk. Exactly. And being engaged with it. You know, Hmm. one thing, another thing, because I like to rant with you, I really love talking to you, is also the thing when couples, new couples get a dog. Don't do that. Don't ever think. It's like having a baby. You don't, you have to think about having a baby. You have to think about your relationship first. It's got to be stable. Like, do not, and, and then, then you've got to decide right from the beginning, whose dog is it? <laughs> Absolutely right, right. It's a serious matter. I see it all the time in relationships. And then, you know, the relationship has to, they have to remain friends because the dog, you know, has two owners and, and they, you know, it has to go one weekend there and there. It's really, it's a lot of hard work, dogs. I did, I, it's harder than a baby. I, I mean, sorry, I've never had a child, but it's long term isn't it it's it's 15 years it's 14 years of work not just this and then the child and the teenager that becomes independent it's constant absolutely it is absolutely and you know yeah that's right it's every single day huge commitment I think people aren't realizing that at the moment that's what I see anyway 
dogs have all dogs now you know have become like a status symbol a brand an accessory a must-have item which is not how it should be you know it's yeah. not it's not a right to have a dog it's a privilege privilege to bring absolutely. a dog into your life and you have to be prepared you've got to give up sacrifices lions they're gone you know dogs like to get up early they're up with the birds you know they you, you get into a whole new routine and that's how dogs help with mm-hmm. mental health you know they get you out you know you do exercise yeah. and and spending time doing a doga class you know once mm-hmm. a week can only enhance your relationship absolutely. in my view and there's two things that I want to say um, also uh, in terms of mental health, because I also suffer from mental health. You know, if you're in a bad place with your mental health and you're really struggling, don't get a talk. Please don't. Because you're not going to rescue. You can't rescue. You have to rescue yourself. Then you rescue the rescue dog. I see sometimes people with mental health that get a rescue dog. And I'm like, but you have anxiety. You've got an anxiety disorder and you are going to most likely be very anxious about the rescue dog. So the rescue dog gets more anxious, <laughs> uh, who's already traumatized. And I'm not meaning, yeah, I don't mean it in a bad way uh, as a criticism. It's just, I see it in my classes. Sometimes I would like to pair up some dogs with other owners and, you know, and the other thing is, uh, the other point is, is don't think the dog is a baby. It's not a baby. It's not a baby so, replacement. So on in, that page. That, yeah. Thank you. It's it's just wrong. Um, no, get a baby or adopt or foster. You know, um, the dog is, is it's a dog. It's a dog. It's a different species. We're not we're not coming from cutesy and all this stuff. We're talking about the dog. You know, your podcast, <laughs> dog's life. You know, dog's <laughs> exactly. life. Exactly. It is. It is. And and a dog's life, you know, it is a great thing. And you have to honor your dog and do right. But of course, they're dogs. But this is why I'm a bit negged at the moment on this phrase. I'm a pet parent. It's like, yeah, mm, for mommy, for daddy. I know it's um. Although, you know, having said that, it was partly Joe Good and my fault that the whole term <laughs> fur kid you know, course, happened in the first place. But it's a complicated one. It's fine to call yourself a pet parent. Absolutely. But you must understand that your dog is not a child. Your dog is a dog. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's OK. But I think mm-hmm. the line is getting a bit blurred. Absolutely. And you know who put me uh, put me in the right direction? Because I was doing it myself, obviously, with everything that's been going on, pandemic and then the illness. Um, is uh, my best friend, actually, uh, who's now my landlady. <laughs> I took over her flat. She's a dog psychologist. Oh. I've never been to a dog psychologist. And she has showed me step to step how to work on the separation with the rewards, but really breaking it down. And then she explained to me the basic needs of a dog. And actually, there's quite a few needs. Uh, rest is really important with older dogs. Uh, and I didn't do that. I've overworked Robbie many times. I, I'm, I'm, I can, I can really see where I've made a lot of mistakes, you know. And I would change it, but now I'm aware of it. I'm like, oh, did he get his walks? The walks are not the long outings where you go up the the the, the Mount Everest for a walk. I'm talking about just basic walks, daily walks. His uh, obviously water, we know food, but just rest and activity that needs to be broken down correctly according to age 
of course it does and this is yeah, it. Yeah, I mean something... you're the expert, right? But I I me as a dog teacher didn't I wasn't aware of how I overworked Robbie in a way. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but but look, you know, at the same time, enrichment and stimulation is is also very important, and mm. you know, it is a, a, always a risk to benefit situation. You mm. know, I I feel quite sorry, but for many dogs, really, that don't really get any enrichment in life. But R- Robbie yeah. has certainly had lots of that, and <laughs> you know, eleven for a small dog, money. Look, there's there's life in the old dog yet. Don't worry, but just you know. Please make sure he eats lots of fresh meat because that yeah. really is good for him. Mm-hmm. I will definitely do that. But just to recap, Moni, look, you're you're an amazing yoga teacher. You've pioneered Doga and you really set people on the path to expose this rather dark aspect of puppies being exploited in the name of yoga. So we urge everyone to watch this ITV documentary and the link will be in the show notes. Right, Moni? Yes, and, and one more thing, Anna, I've, I've been invited to go on France has got talent with Doga to, to you know, perform in French, uh, which I can. And I said to them, I won't do it unless the puppy farm, uh, puppy yoga is mentioned, unless Fantastic. I can say something. So I'm I'm now not even anymore in the <laughs> entertainment, you know, with Britain's Got Talent, it was cute and everything. It was great. But now I'm I'm so determined to to make a change because I have to go all the way with this. You know, I started the fire, so I better end it properly. And I don't care if people say, oh, you can't come on the show. You can't talk about it. Um, this is this is something worth talking about because it's it's spreading. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's a clever operation, but it stinks. And I think, you know, it's going to be revealed. And Moni, it's uh, in part really all down to you. So thank you. you. Thank you very much, Anna. Thank you for your support and your loyalty and your friendship. Oh, thank you, Moni, yeah. saying back. Om Shanti. Om Shanti and Paul. <laughs> That's our show, Mr. Binks. What did you think? Yes, it is important that people understand there is a massive difference between doing doga with your own dog or going to a yoga class with puppies. And what's that? Yes, you're right. It is time for Woof of the Week. Doga really represents what being a pet parent is all about. Spending quality time being mindful with your dog. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, go on, rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. Thanks again, of course, to Moni for joining us today. All the links and to the ITV documentary are in the show notes. Thanks, of course, to Mike Hansen for all the production and all the music as ever. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, you're right. We will be back in your feed next Sunday. So go on, subscribe. It's free. And that way, you'll never miss another show. Bye for now. Bye.